the good day of Shabbos, Parshas Bahar B'chukaytai, and Dark and Chazor on them, Alapom and Beis. We didn't uh, cover so much Gemara this week, but um, covered two major, major sugyas. That of um, number one, what exactly bread and wine, uh, what, they, what exactly they exempt in a meal. And number two, the sugya of Pasamol B'Kifnin, um, bread type products which are not quite bread but they are bread type when you make hamoti when you make mazonos what you do with them in a meal and so on and so forth and Vezat Hashem will start the Chazorah now when Arafum and Beis where the Gemara starts Omar Apopo we ended last week the Chazorah session we ended with um, in fact the introduction to Sugya and that was the, we had um, a there between Rav Pun and Rav Nachman on the one side, who say that if you've got fruit served during a meal, you make a brach on it, before eating it, you make a bari it's not exempted by the, by the hamotzi. But as for the brach acharena, no bari nefoshes, or main shalosh is needed, berkas will cover it. Whereas Rav Shesha says, Rav Shesha says no. Other than pasabol bekisnen, which uh, does not require a brocha acharena. Rashi learns that means doesn't require the equivalent brocha acharena to it. Pasam the kisnen, which you only make a uh, you make very many mitzvahs on it, you make very nefashis afterwards. Whereas Tosfos says no, we're talking about during the meal. But other than pasam the kisnen, he's saying which taka according to Tosfos, and maybe Paskin is you will make a brocha on it beforehand, but you won't make a brocha on it afterwards. But other than that, says Rashi's everything else you need to make a brocha on it before. And if you make a brach on it beforehand, you have to make a brach on it afterwards. If you have to make a brach on the fruit beforehand, you have to make a separate brach acharena. You can't rely on bet samotim. Then we said, but that argues with Rabbi Chia, because Rabbi Chia says that uh, bread will exempt all types of foods, whether it's meal type foods, whether it's fruit, whatever it is, will be exempted by the bread, and that wine exempts all drinks, i.e., outside of the suuda. If you make a brach on wine, the brach on the wine will exempt the the other drinks. We spoke more about that last week, about under what conditions. Maybe we'll touch upon that again today. There's a Tasha. So says the Gemara Omar Papa. I think it's 11 lines up, if I'm not mistaken. Omar Papa. Hilchasa, the halacha is, Those things which come during the Su'udah, the Se'chas, sorry, they come because of the Su'udah, the Se'chas, the inside of the Su'udah, Ain Su'unim Bracha, Lelifneem, Bracha, one does not need to make a bracha beforehand or afterwards. The bracha will be covered by the Havaitzi and the bracha acharena will be covered by the Berkas Hamod. Now the way Rashi learns this, Rashi, and other Rashi him along the lines of Rashi, but we'll just stick to the Poshim Shat and Rashi first, that Rashi says this refers to anything which is malapis, the bread. Anything which you eat together with the bread, it comes during the surda. Because of the sword that he comes because of the bread, it's malapis the bread, it accompanies the bread, it improves the bread, then the broth on the bread, both before and afterwards, will cover it. Because it's tofel to the bread. It's subsidiary to the bread. If it comes during the surda, but not because of the surda, not because of the bread, so it's actually whether it's a meal-type food like meat, fish, or even porridge, but if it's not accompanying the bread, it may be coming during the soda, but it's not because of the bread, it's not because of the bread, then 
So in a bracha lefnem, it requires a bracha beforehand. The ain't so in bracha lacharem. It does not require a bracha afterwards. It will be exempted with the berkas hamolzen afterwards because it is a mozen. It is a meal type food. So therefore, it's exempted by the berkas hamolzen. But the bracha beforehand, as for that, it will require its own bracha. Liacha hasuudo. The way Rashi learns that means he's got a slightly different gear. It's devarim hab. The things which normally come after the suda, i.e. fruit, on such things, if they're not accompanying the bread, then no matter when they're served in the suda, whether it's afterwards, whether it's during the suda, they will require their own bracha both before and after. That's the way Rashi learns the sugya. Let's continue on a little bit first. Shalwes ben Zoma, they asked ben Zoma, Omru, why is it that they said, there are things which come because of the su'udah, but se'chah su'udah inside the su'udah. They don't need their own bracha before or after them. So Amar HaEmsi said to them, Since the bracha on the bread exempts them. So you ask, the hachi is so, Why doesn't the bread also exempt the bracha on the wine? Why do you have to make a separate bracha on wine during the meal? Now, the Rishonim asked, those who asked, the other Rishonim asked on Rashi, what do you mean, but the wine's not, you don't eat, you don't drink the wine together with the bread. And if, Taka, you dip your bread in the wine, then Anachalami, who says you do make a brach on the wine. Anachalami, you won't make a brach on the wine. So we explain that the shift of Rashi seems to be, that Rashi doesn't mean to say, and this is, is clear in the, in the, 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 the Rabbeinu Yoyno, Rashi doesn't mean to say, that it's mamish got to be malapi surpassed, as in it's got to be, we're talking about things which are actually eaten on the bread. Rashi learns here that we are talking about things which improve the bread. They are coming because of the bread. Your meat and your fish and your porridge, these are nothing to do with the bread. They are khoshav in their own right, and they are not coming because I'm having bread. They're not improving the bread. I'm having a meal, so I have them. True. But it's not to improve the bread in any way. Now, she ain't getting wine. True, you may not actually have the wine at the same time as the bread, but the wine is coming because of the bread. Because I've just had bread, so to help the bread go down, or something along those, uh, so to help the bread digest, whatever the reason may be, that's why I'm having the wine. So in that sense, the wine is malapi surpassed. It accompanies the bread in so far as it's, it's assisting the bread. It's assisting the bread itself. It's improving the bread. So therefore, the Gemara asks, why doesn't wine is why, isn't, why is, it, is it not covered by the brach on the bread? And the Gemara answers, Shani Yayin, wine is different, Tzadim and Beis Amadalus, the Gerim brach Atzmai, because it's got its own brach. Rashi learns that means to say, because in many places we find that a person makes a brach on wine, even the even though the Etzim is not really interested in drinking the wine. For example, Kiddush Havdalah. Any kosher bracha, he may not be interested in drinking the wine. So why is he making a very priyagafet? So again, we said the Pashup Shah and Rashi, what Rashi means to say is this shows the chashivas of wine. That sometimes we, in, we introduce wine into something, even though perhaps we're not interested in drinking it, we introduce it because wine is a double chashiv. That's the Pashup Shah and Rashi. We did, ex- we did suggest something a little more based on Rashi and Erevin, but I suppose that's the Pashup Shah and Rashi, so we'll stick with that. So this brings another Pashat. That the Goyim Baruch Al-Asma means to say that the wine is, um, has a different bracha to what you would expect. 
With all other drinks, you may need a shahako. Theoretically, you can have very pre or eight, like with uh, olives. So, when it comes to wine, it should be maximum, it should be very pre or eight. But it's not, it's got its own bracha, very pre or So you see that it's a dollar koshin, the only bracha ultimate, it's designated to get its own bracha. There is actually a third pshat, and that's the pshat in the Rabbeinu Hanano, which, interestingly enough, Tosus does not bring, other Rishonim do bring it, and that is the Gorim Barakal Atman means to say the Chashimut of wine is the fact that wine exempts all other drinks. You make a bracha on the wine and all other drinks, you don't have to make a bracha on them. Now, as we pointed out, Tosus does not bring it because this is Lashitasa. Tosus, remember, earlier on, says we don't him that wine exempts other drinks if it's outside the meal. Therefore, Tosis, seemingly that's the reason why Tosis does not bring this Peshat over here. So, because we have three Peshat, either a Rashi Peshat, the fact that it's used for Kiddush, Havdolah, so on and so forth, the Peshat that the Rashbam Tosis brings, which is the fact that wine has a unique bracha, i.e. it becomes very Priyagotan, and the third Peshat that I've been a Hanano, which is because wine exempts other drinks. That is the Peshat of Rashi, perhaps at the most simple level, that's Peshat in Rashi. Tosus comes along and doesn't like the Peshat and Rashi. Seemingly Tosus understood that Rashi was, was explaining that literally the bread is accompanying, sorry, the things which have to actually accompany the bread. And because of that and various other questions Tosus has got, and many others are showing, they question Rashi's Peshat and therefore Tosus learns differently. And in a nutshell, the way Tosus learns is, the way we were mugged here, the Peshat of Tosus is, that Tosus learns that when you make a bracha on bread, it's not working through Ikar and Tosel. This is not working through Ikar and Tosel. The way this is working through is, because normally Ikar and Tosel is Peshat. As we said, yeah, you eat it together with the bread. It's to improve the bread. The Peshat over here, the way bread works is, it doesn't need things which improve the bread. The Hamoiti and the Rikstam wasn't exempt things which, things which assist the bread. Not improve the bread. They assist the bread in creating a su'udah, a bread su'udah. In other words, when I make the bracha, hamoti lechem in oret, the Peshat is not just making a bracha on bread. I'm making a bracha on a bread su'udah. Now there's a difference between bread and bread su'udah. Bread means literally eating bread. Bread su'udah means it's a su'udah which is the skeleton of the su'udah is formed by the bread, but, the, but together, shame, bread su'udah, it's got to have other meal type foods like your meat, like your fish, like your porridge, and all these other things, those also go into it. And therefore, Tosus learns the sugya slightly differently. Tosus learns the pshat in the sugya is, the boyim aboyim machmasas things which come because of the su'udah, i.e., they are meal-type foods, the su'udah, they come inside the meal, to an imbrocha, lefnem, into an imbrocha, l'achare, sorry, you don't need the bracha before or afterwards. The pshat is because they are exempted by both the hamoiti and the bricks hamoiti. Next stage in the Gemara is the Vayimaboyim Shalomachmas Hasuda. Things which have nothing to do with the Suda, they are just to wash down the food. Lekinuach, what we call Lekinuach, just to wash down the food. A dessert, fruit. There you need a bracha before, but not a bracha afterwards. It's a mozen, so it's part of the bread mozen. It is part of the meal, but it's not part of the bread meal in that sense. It's not forming that bread Suda, and therefore. The first bracha you do need, the bracha acharoni you don't need. Finally, like we've got the gift in our Gemara is, la'acha'asudo. Means anything which comes la'acha'asudo. Which Tosus says la'acha'asudo means after you are Moshech 
your Hayazen Apas, you decide no more bread, I'm finished with the bread, take the bread off the table, whatever it is, finished with the bread, so at that stage, the bread sort of goes over. So no matter what you eat now, it could be still sort of the tight food, doesn't make a difference. It's no longer part of the bread to order. If it's no longer part of the bread to order, it needs its own brachos both before and after. That is the way Tosus learns this Gemara. The Rashba comes along with yet a third shot. And the Rashba learns the actual Gemara, well, he says the Gemara is talking about fruit. And he learns the Reisha, he learns Mamash like Rashi, that it means if the fruit accompanies the bread, then it's exempted by the brach on the bread before and afterwards. If it mamash goes together with the bread, it's malapis of bread, that's fine. Normal rules of Ikan Tofa. Then the next case is, if it comes to fruit, which is not a meal type food, and it comes to Sechatudah not together with the bread, then it'll need a bracha beforehand and not a bracha afterwards. And if that same fruit comes after the meal, after I'm finished with my meal, I'm I've finished with the bread. So then, it's got nothing to do with the bread anymore. The Hamaliti and the Brick Samozim will not cover it, and it needs both the Baracha before and after. That's what the Rashba says. But, says the Rashba, here comes the big but. Says the Rashba, but when it comes to meal type foods, even if I'm already complete, completely finished with the bread, I do not have to make any new bracha on the meal-type foods. So on my meat and my fish, even if I'm finished with the bread, it doesn't matter, I can still continue eating the meat and the fish afterwards. And we explain that it seems that according to the Rashba, when you make the Amudzi, you're not making a bracha on a bread su'uda. I'm making a bracha on a su'uda. And therefore, anything which is a meal-type food, which is part of a su'uda, which is taka-headed by the bread, it's headed, it's led by the bread. That's my leader. Anything which is headed by that does not need a new, will not need a bracha. It will be covered by the Hanoitzi. Even if I'm finished with the bread, so what? I'm still having a su'udah. And therefore will not require ten bracha. That is the shit of the Rashba. There are then, there is then, or I should say, there is then a shit which is like somewhere in between Tosus and the Rashba. And this is brought by the Bira Alocha, who says that if after finishing your meal, you have, let's say, meat, all these sort of things. Again, the Bial officers, maybe it's not talking about meat, maybe it's only talking about porridge, these sort of things. Then a bracha beforehand you will need, because, as Tosu said, you're finished with the bread meal. So in other words, not like the Rashba, it seems more like Tosu, that the Almighty is there to create, it's, it's, it's on a bread sort of, so if you finish with the bread, sorry, you'll need a new, new bracha now. But a bracha acharoni you won't need that. These, this, like, third shit, uh, fourth shit, I suppose, we've got now, will hold the Yedoni to Baruch Acharon. In that respect, it's covered by the Brick Samozen. In that respect, it's covered by the Brick Samozen. It could be there, the Makhluk says, whether a Brick Samozen can come an Alam. It could be, there's, there's a couple of ways of explaining that. We don't need to go into that right now. These are the four shitters. Rashi learns also, is Mamash just a, a, a shadow of Ika and Tofel. The three toasters, and all the only things which Mamash are Malapis, which come to improve the bread. Anything which is not there to improve the bread will need its own bracha, at least bracha rishayna. In some cases, a bracha acharona as well, depending on whether it's a mozen or not. Tosus learns, no, the hamotzi and the brikas hamozen are there to, are, are to exempt a bread su'uda. So anything which is helping to create the bread su'uda, as part of the meal type food, will be covered by the bread. 
anything which is not will not be covered by the bread. Again, at least the bracha rishayna. The minute I finish the bread, meal meal is over. The bread meal is over, and everything else will now need, no matter what it is, will need its own bracha. We then have the shift of the rashba. The rashba learns that no, the bracha hamoiti is there to create a suuda, not a bread suuda, a suuda. The bread is obviously the leader of the suuda, like wine is the head of the mashkin. And therefore, anything which is the meal-type foods will be covered by that bracha, whether you finish with the bread, whether you haven't finished with the bread. And then, as I said, this fourth shift, which is probably, it seems more along the lines of Tosavus, but just argues with Tosavus with regard to the bracha achorena, says you don't need the bricks tamazon, at least if it's a meal-type food, definitely if it's porridge. Now, la halacha, we said that we passed in more or less like Tosavus. The Bi'alacha and the Sad, maybe what the Machabe means to say is, is like that fourth shetah. Could be. Because it doesn't talk about porridge. Maybe it's the fourth shetah, but it's along the lines of Tosis, i.e. not the Rashba. But says the Bi'alacha, we should bear in mind the Rashba. So, with this in mind, let's proceed, and let's go through, it's again, I tell you what, we'll do more or less, we'll just be going through the summary sheet now, covering all the, 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 um, the shaders relevant to this part. To this part of the, of the, uh, of this Chazorashit. A person makes a Hamotzi. How much bread do I have to have in order to exempt the other things? The answer is, as we said, is a Kazayit. If you have less than a Kazayit of bread, then, according to many persons, such as Ramosha Feinstein, it's Mamash, it's not going to help you. It will not, it will not um, cover, you won't exempt anything in the meal with that bread. So therefore, best thing is, make sure you have a kazai of bread. Ideally, you have the, the kazai of bread right at the beginning of the meal. We then said, we added a very, very important point, and that is, what if a person is not really interested in the bread? He's only having the bread, maybe just to get out of brochus, but he doesn't really want the bread. So the monk in Avram is in the supuk. He's not sure whether that, whether that actually works or not. And the prima golden explains that it basically depends on the shadow of how bread works. Is it a case of Ikar and Tothel? If it's Ikar and Tothel, well the bread is most definitely not Ikar in this case, you're not interested in the bread. Or is it that no, the bread, just the broth on the bread, passes everything else, because the bread is the head of the meal. So whether you're interested in the bread or not, that Hamotzi passes everything else. That's the Sophic and the Morgan Abram, and the advice that the Mishabura gives is, don't do it. If you're in that sort of situation, simply do not have the bread. Obviously, if it's Shabbos or Yom, says the Mishabura, that's fine, because you have to eat the bread. So that automatically... Uh, whether you want the bread or not, you have to have the bread. Therefore, the bread will automatically be the ikka. Again, we mentioned that the Shulchan al-Kharab says that if it's things which are actually meal-type foods, these sort of things are, are, are definitely covered by the bread, even if you're not really interested in the bread. But even then, maybe better, whether the Mishaburah holds that, the fact that the Mishaburah doesn't say that, one would assume that he doesn't really, uh, he doesn't necessarily hold with this. Not absolutely clear. Not absolutely clear. Third question. What happens if, in fact, moving on, as I said, to the, to the cases which are relevant to what we've discussed so far, so it's not going to be, mar- if you're following on the sheet here, it's not quite in the order because we're going to skip the ones which are not, we haven't yet covered. When it comes to appetizers, are appetizers covered? So you've got your grapefruit there, assuming uh, um, a grapefruit is a good appetizer. So again, in the Morgan of Romans and the is an appetizer a meal-type food? Because obviously it does stimulate the appetite, or do you say, no, it's not actually there to satiate in any way. 
So maybe it's not covered by the bread. Obviously, unless you actually eat it with the bread. But, um, so, the Morgan Avram says, don't make a bracha. The Mishabura also says, don't make a bracha. But the Mishabura is a little more reluctant. And he says the best thing is to really get out of the, the Shida. And therefore, in this sort of case, as we, we've mentioned, there are a few ways to get out of it. Either have a little bit of the, let's say in this case, it's the, um, the, the grapefruit, have it before starting the meal. By doing that, have it before the meal, a little bit, have in mind to putter the grapefruit you're going to have after you make hamotzi, and that's fine. Make sure you don't have a kazai of it before the meal, because otherwise you get into an even bigger mess, as we said, because now you've got to stop it whether to make a bracha achreno. Because if the appetizer is covered by the hamotzi, that means the bracha you made on the grapefruit before the meal is not actually doing anything for the meal, in which case it's not going to be covered by the big samotan. So it says that so, so, so we are warned, do not have a kazai of it. Um, obviously there are obvious um, there are obvious other ways out of this get somebody else to party you with a, with a bracha somebody who's not eating a, a bread, a bread to, as of yes at least or make a bracha on something else uh, on some uh, fruit which is clearly not there for an appetizer um, compote is compote covered by the Hamotzi or not. It's another shayla that the Mishnah Burra speaks about. So as we mentioned, it's a very, very interesting shayla because the Mishnah Burra says it's not covered, it's a dessert, and therefore, as we've said with the dessert, unless it's being eaten with the bread, which we'll discuss as Hashem a little further on in the shayla, but um, it's, it's a dessert, and therefore it's not covered by the Hamotzi. There are posts can be said that the Mishnah Burra he retracted in, later on in his life. We said it's not absolutely clear what exactly the story is there, and the general consensus is that compote is a dessert. Um, to say that we have compote at every meal, we said is not so much of an argument, because um, we said it's not so much of an argument because the um, because the Shaharatian already says the fact you have something at every meal doesn't still doesn't mean it's a meal type food. It's still not there for satiation. It's still there likinuach just to wash down the food. Therefore, it's not necessarily covered by, by the Hamotzi just because you have it at every meal. Um, moving on a little further, I think that's more or less, actually, the cases we've covered uh, so far, at least. Let's just have a double check. Um... Okay, I'll tell you what, we'll discuss now drinks. Let's, let's discuss drinks. Tosus says that there's a machlik, slagabi drinks, are drinks, other than wine, obviously. Obviously, we've said wine, you have to make a bracha on during the meal. So if I make a bracha on the wine, then the wine will obviously can, can uh, cover everything else. But um, let's say I'm not having wine, so I want to have a drink of water during the meal. Is that covered by the hamitzi or not? So Tosus says it's a machlikus. Some say, nope, it's not a meal-type food. Tosu said, but what do you mean? You don't eat without drinking. So, there's really, from one end of the spectrum to the other, some say, well, it's definitely covered. Some have shown him saying, no, it's not covered, you have to make a separate broth on the drink during the meal. And then you get even further than that, some say on the water, the water at least, every single time you have a cup, a new cup of drink, of water, you'd have to make a new broth. Halach on a mitre, we task in the drinks are exempted. We task in they are, because they come as part of the meal. But, it's not so clear cut. In other words, there are cases which a person should be aware of that it's not so posh. For example, 
if a person has, let's say, sweet drinks, so, are you having the drink because you're thirsty, because I've just had bread and therefore I'm thirsty, in which case, yes, okay, it comes because of the bread, or are you having it because you like it? It's like a dessert, then. It's like quinoa, just to wash down, it's a sweet taste, I like it. If you're having it just for that, it's very debatable, debatable whether that is covered by the Havotzi. And not the Shaidis Tamazoi. If you're having a drink during a meal, oh, because you're thirsty. When were you thirsty? Were you thirsty before you started the meal? In which case, what's it got to do with the bread? It's got nothing to do with the meal. So to that, the, 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 uh, that argument, the uh, Shulchan Aruch already says, yeah, but it's not healthy to drink on an empty stomach. But as, as I've seen pointed out, nowadays I don't know if we really relate to that. We drink, we have drinks on an empty stomach. So again, is it really to do with the meal? These are all points, again, we're not coming to change minhag, we're not coming to change, but it's worth bearing these points in mind. If a person is honest with himself and sometimes the drink has nothing to do with the meal, it's not so posh. The minhag maybe not to, to not make a, a broth on these, but it's not so posh at all. And if somebody wants to be uh, uh, extra particular, he would be well advised to, um, already this is brought in the Shulchan Aruch, in, in the Mishaburah, to try and exempt himself on those drinks. In other words, maybe have a little bit of that drink before the meal starts. Again, same idea. A little bit of the drink, not too much. Mix the shakal then and have in mind to exempt all drinks during the meal. Another option is, have a piece of chocolate. You can make shakal on the chocolate. Chocolate is definitely, definitely not part of the meal. And exempt the drinks for that. The third option we mentioned at the beginning was wine. You can just have wine. Remember, if you make a bracha, you have wine during the meal, you have to make a bracha on the wine. And the bracha on the wine will exempt any drinks anyway. So that's, that would be a good way out of it. Now, how much wine would I have to add? Let's say I'm going with the eight of wine. So just to do a little more chazora here, there are actually, I don't know if we mentioned this first shitter, and I'm going to mention it now, that's the opinion of the Chayi Odom. The Chayi Odom holds that wine only exempts if you're having it as a proper wine drinking session. So in other words, you're having a few cups of wine. To have even one cup of wine on its own is, is nothing. The Mishnah seems to be happy even if you have one cup of wine, that will exempt. But what he's not so happy with is what the Derech HaChaim says. And the Derech HaChaim says, even if you just have a small amount of wine, not a Melolugma, not a Choshavashir of wine, that's fine. As long as you're drinking a little bit of wine, you make a very proud off and you drink a little bit of wine, that's fine, that exempts the drinks. So we said that it could be, it could be, uh, I mean, obviously, I should say, ideally, if you're going to use the wine eater, you should really have a, a malolugmo, a cheekful of, of wine. But we said that possibly if you're only doing this just as an extra hiddo, as an extra chumrah too, because you want to be extra particular, maybe in that case you could rely on the derech On the other hand, I don't think we pointed out this out in the sheet, I think it's on the sheet though, um, it should be pointed out that, I don't know, I'm just making a, a, a little ha'ora here, Maybe even the Derech HaChaim, when he said that a culture who is enough, even just a small amount of wine is enough, the case he was actually talking about was somebody who was having wine for Kiddush. Somebody made Kiddush and he gave out the wine to everyone, and everyone had a little bit. So already the wine, the fact that it's for Kiddush, that gives it a certain Kiddush, that gives it a certain extra Chashivas. If you're having wine during the week, at a meal, and you have a little sip of wine, it could be even the Derech HaChaim agrees that's not, not Chashiv in its own right. Again, maybe yes, maybe not, I'm just being Ma'orer, some, something to, to think about. Another point is, fine, if I use wine, and I have the right amount of wine, does that just automatically exempt all drinks? So as we've learned, we've said if you're not having wine in as a, like a kavir, you're just having one cup of wine, then really the drinks should be on the table. But there are 
shittas which say, and again, probably in this situation, you could rely on those shittas because we're only doing this Lachumra. They say as long as you're, you're, you have it in mind to have the drinks, even if they're not on the table, that's fine. And if it's a meal, and you normally have these drinks during the meal, I suppose that would be automatic task. When you make the broth on the wine, automatically I'm having in mind the drinks which I'm going to have during the meal. So I always have these drinks, I don't have to have specific tasks. So as I said, ideally they should be on the table, but in this case, maybe we, uh, there's something worth, worth uh, mentioning. Since you're only doing this lechum rub, because you want to be extra from, it could be that you could rely on that fact, the fact that you normally have them, even if they're not on the table. A suggestion again. Whiskey. What would you say about whiskey? Whiskey is a drink. Is that covered by the Hanoitzi? So, we have to be honest. Let's think about it. Whiskey, you're having it because you're thirsty? Because of having the bread? No. So why should the whiskey be covered by the Hamotzi? So here the Mishnah Bura says, although he says there is room to be machmir, try and get out of the sophic, but he says, whiskey is an appetizer. It, it, uh, it wets the appetite, it stimulates the appetite, and therefore you, the, minag, the minag is not to make a broch on whiskey. But, again, says the Mishnah Bura, if you have it at the end of the meal, when you've already finished all the, all the food, then it's got nothing to do with the meal anymore, it's nothing more than maybe helping digestion, that's not a good enough... Uh, Argument, that's not a good enough reason to connect it to Amoti, and tough you would have to make a bracha. Unless, unless, it's actually there, and it's something which you normally do, says the Mishpura as well, it's there to remove a bad taste in the mouth, because then, it will be tossed to the food you have before. If you had a fatty fish, and you don't like that fatty taste, and you normally, when you have that, you have some whiskey to remove the fatty taste, then it will be tossed, it will be subsidiary to the fish, and since the fish is covered by the Amoti, so will the wine. Tea or coffee served at the end of the meal? What about that? So, the, um, the Mishnah Burra says, he brings in the Chayodam, the Chayodam says tea or coffee at the end of the meal is definitely not, it's not there to stimulate appetite, you've already finished the meal. It's, uh, it's uh, not there to, because you're, you're thirsty, that's not why you have tea or coffee. So, therefore, you have to make a bracha. And the Mishnah Burra says it's not Mulchach, it's not absolutely clear that's the case. Um, he says, and therefore, best thing to do is get out of it. In one of the ways we've spoken about, maybe have a piece of chocolate, he says have a sugar cube. Basically, try and make a shark on or something else, which is definitely not part of the meal. Um, Kate will speak about soon, when we get on to the Sugya Pasab or the Kisne. We'll leave that to the side for the second. Um, just moving to this last point in Tosis. When I say the last point, the last, sort of the third stage in the Gemara. And that was, we talked about the idea that according to Tosis, remember, once you um, have finished the meal, you finish with the bread, then anything you want to eat afterwards, you're going to have to make separate breakfast, both before and afterwards. We said the Rashford says no, only on things like fruit. And then we had a third shitter, which is somewhere in between the two shitters. The first brocha, yes, the last brocha, not. Ooh. So, Tosus and the most Roshani men, it's already pointed out all the way through that nowadays this is not, not really that common. But as Hashem, we're going to learn more about this on Sunday what exactly terminates the Su'udah and how it affects us nowadays. But this whole idea of being, that we take, we, we sort of uh, stop having the past, we take the, the bread off the table, we don't do that nowadays. On the contrary, we keep the bread on the table, it's not that common to remove the table, we don't do this sort of thing. So, for us as the Bira Halacha, once you say Rabbi Sainavoreich, we'll see this more next week, we'll see more, more details on this, but Rabbi Sainavoreich, when the Balabai says Rabbi Sainavoreich, that definitely um, sort of signals the end of the meal, and there, you're ready into the, the point where if you want to eat anything after that, you're going to have to make new brachas. 
nonetheless, the Maimon Mordechai says you don't have to make a new ha moiti. Uh, sorry, correction there. Maimon Mordechai says that you don't have to make a brocha acharon on any food you have afterwards. So to be alakha, well, if it's meal type foods, you could rely on the Maimon Mordechai because already there we've got the Abishetus who say many of you even say anyway that you're not going to make a brocha acharon. Nothing to do with Rabbi Sanya. It doesn't really make a difference. But then uh, Hashem will see more, more about this actually. It's not really that ideal. After once you said Rabbi Tanamari, it's probably not that ideal to start eating again anyway. We'll see as Hashem more about that next week. Um, two shaylas we did talk about though is at chasanas. One of them is at chasana where they do take away the tables. They must take away the tables uh, to create more room for dancing. So there we said that our place can be say, well look, the tables have been taken away. He said, arguably, even according to the Rashba, well, that's a problem, because Mamash, all the food has been taken away. It's not just the bread now. So, uh, some say that, Taka, if you want to eat anything afterwards, on the afters, the dessert, you'd have to make separate brachas. But other posts can say that, no, because the reason why they're taking away the table is not because the meal's over. Everyone knows there's still dessert to come. It's because they want to create more room for dancing. So, the post can advice, you want to be, want to be careful to keep a bit of bread for yourself to show that no matter what the waiters are doing with the table, I'm not yet finished my meal. So it's, it's an agent to get out of it. So when it's necessary, it's, it's debatable. Um, somebody Tucker did mention, he, he, somebody just, one of the participants of the share said that this week he was at a, uh, at a, uh, some sort of su'udo, and before the end of the meal, Tucker came round and they took off all the bread. As, as I understood that we're talking about manish maybe before the afters, I don't know, I'm not sure the details, but there, you talk would have it, that, that's Mamash, the sort of thing. The only thing is there, you could say, maybe, it, it, the truth is, it does look like that they're taking the bread off the table because the bread is now finished. No more bread to be served. Yeah, I suppose you could go and ask for bread. You probably could go, off, go and ask for bread. But, Minastam, uh, if you don't ask for bread, that does look like the bread, we're finished with the bread. And Taka, that would be a very, very good case uh, in hand where what, what, what was done in the times of the Gemara when he, Taka took away the bread. And there, Taki, you would have a very interesting shayda. Um, and that really leads us into the, the, the sort of the last shayda, the second shayda which I wanted to just mention here. And that is what to do on Erev Pesach. When Erev Pesach is chal on um, Shabbos, uh, Shabbos. In other words, you've got Shabbos uh, Hagodol is Erev Pesach. I mean, it could be even if it's early in the week. Some people get very nervous about the Chobbits, and rightly so. You know, the housewives who work very hard. And they want to basically just have the bread at the beginning of the meal, eat however much bread you have to have, and then that's it. Put away the bread, sit, and we can take out the, then, I suppose, clean out your mouth, maybe even go to another part of the house. Now we're going to the Pesach, take a part of the house, and have our meal there. And this is a very, very serious shadow, because it's, Mamash, you've taken the table away, you've taken the bread away, it's the end of the meal. So those who do it, the only real justification is really the Rashbaugh. It's really the Rashbaugh. Other than the Rashbaugh, because... What other Rishonim say? At least you have to make a bracha Rishonim. But even the Rashba is only really going to help you for meal-type foods. When it comes to dessert, you have very little to... I mean, you have nothing to rely on in terms of the bracha Rishonim. And uh, very, very possibly, in fact, almost definitely, for the bracha Achorini, you also need to make separate brachas. So it's really not the best idea, not really the best thing to rely upon. Um, and you'd be better off seeking some other solution, like uh, maybe having the bread, uh, then, then uh, benching, and then going to have your uh, have your meat afterwards. Obviously, that has its drawbacks because you're not having the meat inside the surah. This is supposed to be a shabbos surah, 
but it's definitely better than the than uh, what we what we just talked about, which is mamish shayers of uh, either brachos of or eating without brachos. It's mamish uh, mamish problems there. There are, there are other eaters as well, but that's that's one eater which which is uh, suggested. That's more or less what we've that's to cover the halacha the meiter of what we've spoken about so far. Just to close the Indian, there's two more things, I think two more things we, we need to, to mention. One of them is the, one of them is the, um, the shitta of the Balamor. The Balamor, in order to answer a certain question, he says that if, he says actually the Chiddush of Akamara is, the Voim Aboim, and, and I think it's the Salah who points this out, he says, Mamash very Maduik in the Gemara. It says, the Voim Aboim, Makmas Hasudo, the Seichasudo. So they ask, well, if it's machmas hasod, it's coming because of the meal, because of the bread. Well, then obviously it's b'seif hasod. It's inside the meal. So, what are you saying b'seif hasod? He says what it means to say is that it's coming mamish b'seif hasod. In other words, these foods are brought to the meal in the middle of the meal. They weren't there when I, when I made hamotzi. And the chiddush of our papa is that the hamotzi covers these things, even though they weren't on, there on the table at the time. And this is pasuk in the halacha that when you make hamotzi. The Amoti will cover even things which you did not have in mind. Now, the, you may say, does that mean, therefore, that um, it covers even things which I never in my wildest dreams could have even dreamt that they would end up on my table? For example, they come from, uh, from some guy, never even, I don't know how it ended up on my table. Good question. So the Makhada says, tuck in such a case, it doesn't cover it. So the Ramal says, no, nonetheless, the Minag is to assume that your automatic gas is anything whatsoever that comes to my meal is covered by it. They say a good recommendation is if you re- is to actually have specific gas, get into the habit when you make hamoti is to cover anything which could possibly come to my suud. That's one point. The other point is the rosh, the rosh and the rabbeinu yoda. The rosh says. Going back to our fruit now. We've said until now that on fruit you have to make a separate bracha on it. On fruit you have to make a separate bracha. Um, I mean a bracha or a shayna at least. I'm talking about in the middle of a meal or dessert. What happens if though the fruit is mamash? That is my meal. I'm having bread and fruit. That's it. So there the Rosh says it's Nisdabah and this um, seems to be the Ikha Alokha that if that's your meal then whether whether it's there, you may say it's not something that doesn't really satiate. It doesn't matter, but that is my meal, says the Rosh, even if you don't have it with any bread whatsoever, you don't have to make a broth on it. That seems to be the Ikar Locha. However, in deference to Tzamid Rabbeinu Yonah, or the Rabbeinu Yonah, as he explains Rashi, and for good reason, we don't, because we don't pass it like Rashi, so there's no real reason to pass it like that, I suppose, the Rabbeinu Yonah, who's just coming to go along the lines of Rashi, but either way, still, we, the Shulchan says it's a good idea to cover yourself with the Rabbi Niyono, and that is to make sure to have at least the first portion of the fruit with bread. To show that it's actually, that makes it into part of the meal. That's the way to do it. And the, the Biyarach says it doesn't mean having a, a, a tiny morsel of bread, it means having a significant amount of bread with that first portion, and then you can do what you want. You can have as much fruit as you want without making a broth. Now if the bread, however, is just one of the courses, not that I have it for dessert, so here, let's say, and I, I want to be malapis to pass with it. I want to have it with bread. Yeah, to, to improve the bread. So here the Rosh, the way the Beit understands the Rosh, at least is, that it's, now the Rosh will remove that one stage. As long as you have the first portion of fruit with bread, that's good enough. 
But here, even the Mechaba seems to say the Ikar Lokha, definitely, it's, it's more sort of definite than that. He doesn't even quote the Rosh here. Is that you should have the beginning, the first part with bread, and when you end it, you should have it with bread. That's what the Mechaba passed it. But there are very often going to be complications to this. First and foremost, the Mogi Avram points out, based on his understanding of the Tamidir Rabbeinu Yonah, that if you are having that fruit, Likinuach, just as a dessert, having it with bread is not going to help you. It will help you for anything you eat with the bread. But anything, any single bite of, of fruit that you have without the bread needs its own broch. Because at the end of the day, it's not a lift-on. It's not there to improve the bread. You're having a Likinuach. That's point number one. Point number two, the Hagoyis Maimonius, so the base Yosef is Zoycha from Halacha, but Lamaita, the Hagoyis Maimonius, is not so convinced by this whole idea. He says, if the fruit is not the only thing you're having in the meal, it's just a course, he says, it's not the derech to have it to accompany the bread. And therefore, as far as he's concerned, any bite of fruit you have without fruit, uh, without bread, would require, would require a brocha. He says, therefore, a Yeresh mind to get out of all, all these fakers, if he's going to have, unless it's Mamash, the only thing you're having in the, in the Surda is the fruit, um, what you should do is, if you're having it for dessert, and you tucker, you want to eat it with bread, what you should really do is, the first bite that you have of the fruit, have it without bread, so you can make a broch on it. Before you start having it with the bread. That's what your HMI and the Mishra goes along with that as well. But that rule of the Morgan Avram is very, very important. The idea that, if something is there, like Nuach, you are having it, at the end of the day, you and I know as well as each other, that we're not having that thing to accompany the bread. It's not there to improve the bread. Eating it with the bread... Yeah, it's not going to help you for anything which you do not have any bite that you don't have with the bread. That leads us on to the next sort of shayla. And that is like this. Let me ask you a question. We'll go this way around. Ice cream. Does ice cream need a bracha? So as we discussed in the shir, we'll just, just a, sort of a, a synopsis of what we discussed. We said like this. Look, ice cream, I don't think anyone can argue on this. Ice cream is definitely a dessert. It's has to wash down the, the food, so it should definitely need a charcoal. However, some place can say, yeah, but ice cream has got the din of a liquid. And on drinks, you don't make a brocha. The midnight is not to make a brocha on it during the meal. So, number one, we showed a, a good solid argument to show that uh, definitely if the ice cream is solid at the time, just being taken out of the freezer, there's definitely a very, very solid, and uh, excuse the pun, it was not intended, but the, there's a solid argument to show that the itaka got the din of a, or a food, not a liquid. But we said, even if you want to say it's got the din of a drink, but this drink, going back to what we discussed earlier with drinks, it's definitely nothing to do with the bread. I'm not having the, 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 the ice cream because I'm thirsty. I'm not having the ice cream as a stimulant, as an appetite stimulant. It's to wash down the food. So on such a drink, of course you have to make a brocha. Like we said, whiskey at the end of the meal, you have to make a brocha, says, says the, uh, says the Bialocha. Still, some want to say that, no, we don't make a chilek with drinks. I believe the Minaka Olam, as far as I'm aware, the majority of people do make a bracha on, on ice cream. So the Shida is like this. Let's say we've, we've had a Shida with compote. We've had a Shida with ice cream. Let's say you get a guy who says, you know what, I want to get out. And this is what people talk do. They say, you know what, I mean, a major, major person with talk did this. I'm not coming, uh, we're coming just to be uh, a little bit on it. And that is like this. They say, well, you know what, I'll get out of the Shida. And what I'll do is I'll have my ice cream or my compote, I'll have it with bread. Now, point number one is, we all know as well as each other that the compote and the ice cream is not coming to be malafes the bread. It is not there to improve the bread. It probably actually ruins the bread. And on the contrary, the bread, more importantly, ruins my, my, uh, my uh, compote. 
we'll come to that point in a second. But since it definitely is not there to improve the bread, therefore any spoonful you have without bread, you're going to need a broth on it. I mean, well, possibly you're going to need a broth on it. So, unless you have every single bite, every single spoonful with bread, that eater is not going to be particularly helpful. But point number two is what I just said. And that is that, let's face it, the bread, why are you having the bread? You're only having the bread because of this topic in Brocha. It's not because you want the bread. The bread is actually ruining my afters. So in which case, how can this be any, I think it's worse, in fact, than the case where a person makes Hamotzi on bread only to get out of, uh, out of Brocha. So we said that the Morgan Avon is not so whether that works. And we said, better not to do. And we said, what's the start to say that it doesn't work? Because we said, if it works through Ik and Tofel, that's the whole way the bread works. If it works through Ik and Tofel, well then the bread here is Tofel, it's not an Ikka. Well, I think with your compote and your, and your, uh, your ice cream, the bread is definitely in Tofel, because it's definitely not there for, for, because, I, it's, because I want the bread. And on top of that, we said, the Shevet Halevi said, that's what Shmuel Bosman said, unless you're going to have a significant amount of bread with it, it's not particularly effective anyway. So, the kids are, for many reasons, it doesn't seem it's the best eater to use. Now, again, there are folks who are more happy with it. But we pointed out that quite a lot of, I mean, there are folks who definitely go along these lines and say it's not really a, a very satisfactory eater. You want an eater, there's a much better eater. And that is to make a broccoli on something like chocolate. Again, something which is definitely not part of the meal, a shahakal. And with that, you've definitely avoided the shida. That's, if you want to get out of it, that's most definitely a better way to get out of the shida. That brings us to the end of the summary of that sugya. Continuing on now. We're now going to discuss, top of Membeis Hamadala, we're going to discuss, as is Hashem, the sugya of Pasabol B'Kisnin. Now, what exactly is Pasabol B'Kisnin? What is Pasabol B'Kisnin? So, we said there are three shitters in this. Three, ma- three shitters, which branch out a little bit, but three main shitters. Rashi learns, and the Rambam, and Tosus learn, so we're talking about a, something which is made from a sweet dough. Something which is made from a sweet dough. So, the Mechaber, that's the Sfarzim, they say that as long as the sweetness is discernible, it's passable to Kisnes. So Ashkenazim, the Ramal says, no, it's not enough that it's discernible. It's got to be really discernible, more than the flour. In other words, the majority of, let's say, you've got less water than, let's, uh, than your oil and honey and uh, sugar and margarine, all these things which are added to it, the water should be a minority. And that's for Ashkenaz. That's the first shitta. Second shitta is the Rabbein Hanano, which, according to the Bialocha, is the main shitta, the, the majority of places can follow this shitta. And that is, if you've got a, it could be a normal dough, Normal dough, water-based dough, but you fill it with something sweet. You fill it with fruit, with nuts, something, uh, a, a delicacy. Again, for the Sfardim, as long as it's discernible, that's enough. For the Ashkenazim, it's got to be really discernible. So you put that filling in there, and then you bake it. That's the second shit. says the Taz, by the way, even if you take out the fruit, and obviously then you have to make a separate brach on the fruit, the pasta from the actual dough will remain pasta of the kissing because it was baked together with the fruit. As I said, and we pointed this out, and I'll point it out again, it's got to be baked with the filling, not that the filling was put on there afterwards after it was baked. That's the second shitter. And within that shitter, there is a taz. The taz says it's love dafka a sweet filling. It can be even something like potato or cheese, potato burekas, these sort of things. 
that's also good, good enough for a filling. That is good enough as well. That would also make it into Pas Habor Bekitnes. That would also make it into Pas Habor Bekitnes. The Mishnah Brewer, he brings a Riyaz, which we saw together, which says, and he doesn't accept this, uh, this task. He says, no, it's not true. It's only with a sweet filling. He says, unless it's absolutely clear that this little uh, barek or whatever you want to call it, it's got bits of meat inside it, bits of potato, it's clearly made as a snack, it's clearly made as a dessert, then we'll give that the dinner pass of all the kids. That's the second shitter. The third shitter is that of Rav Haigon, quoted by the Oruch, and that is something which is, it's dry, it's been baked and it's dry now, and it's crumbly, and it's crunchy, something like a matzah, a cracker, these sort of things. That's the third shit of what is Pasabobi Kistin. And the I, general idea of Pasabobi Kistin is that it may better be bread. We showed in the Ramam that seems to be the case. It is bread. But people generally don't, are not cut out to us on it. They only have a little bit of it. You wouldn't make a meal out of it. You have it as a snack. And therefore, Chazal said, as we'll see in the Kamara, that the bracha is reduced to Bariyam and Amazonas. Now, if you have this during a bread meal, before we start the sugya, if, if you have this during a bread meal, so the way we pass it, the Morgan Avram passes it like this, the Roshanim read this, many Roshanim say this, the Rashbol says this, that you will need, sorry, in Tosfus in fact as well, you will need a bracha Roshan on it. But a bracha Acharena, you won't need. So therefore, if let's say I have for my dessert, I get my, my Passover the kitchen, some cake. Now cake is made with sweet dough. So the Shaila is like this. Remember, if you've got cake, so, according to the first shitter, which says a sweet dough, this is very sweet, definitely very sweet, says pasab or the kissing, it's not bread. According to the other shitters, it doesn't have a filling, it's not, it's not, uh, that, that's not called crumbly, it's not, it's not in that sense, it's not dry and crumbly, it's not crunchy, and therefore, it's not pasab or the kissing, that's proper bread. So, in which case, that's exempted by the brocha hamoti. So, in which case, you're not going to make, that's not a case where of pasab or the kissing, you're going to make a brocha on it. So what do you do in these cases? So the Bira Alocha says, unless you've got Passover B'Kistin, which satisfies all three shitters, which is very, very difficult to find, it's not so, not so easy, then we're going to have to say Sofit Baruchis Lohotel. That means that, look, maybe it's Passover B'Kistin, maybe it's got the dinner bread. And therefore, don't make a brocha on it. He says, those who want to make a brocha on something which has got a filling, especially if it's got one of the other two uh, things, um, Mess as well, it's a sweet dough, and it's got a filling, let's see, your apple crumble, and the apple crumble, I don't, not so sure that's the third shit, because otherwise that would have mummish all three shitters there. But, um, something like that, he says, if you want to make a bracha, and somebody doesn't make a bracha, they hit it, because that is the majority opinion. But he says, the best etza is, is that when you make hamoti, is to have in mind to cover any shadow pasta the kitchen with your hamoti. That's the best way. Because our mates will cover the, the, any possible mazonas, that's the best way out of it. If you didn't do that, probably more advisable than just saying, Sofi Baruch Sohotel, I can't make a brocha on this, especially if it's not something with a fruit filling, with a, with a, with a sweet filling, the best thing to do is, simpler states is once again, take a bisley. A bisley is definitely not a meal type food, make a mazonas on that, have in mind to cover your, uh, your cake, and that's, it's brilliant, that's the easiest way out. Another way out is, don't serve the cake until after the, until after benching, because of Sophic, that's another possibility. There's a, perhaps a, yes, a, a further possibility, which uh, I don't think will go, too, go down too well with the, with the mothers and wives. 
uh, children will definitely go down with, uh, well with, and that is the idea to serve a little, uh, just a little bit of that dessert before you wash. The same ideas we've spoken about beforehand, have a little bit, make a broth on it, have it in mind to cover what you're going to have during the meal. But, uh, in many ways, probably the busy idea is probably the most practical, if you've got the busy at hand. That's the idea if you have it during a meal. What we're going to discuss now is a case when you don't have it during the meal, you have it outside the meal. All I'm having is my cake. So it says the Gemara, Rav Huna, top of Membe Samadala, Rav Huna, Ochal, Talita, Rifte, Rav Huna, eight, according to Agus and the Gemara, it's 13 um, loaves of uh, bread, but it's talking about Pasal or the Kisnen here. There's, the Rif has the gift, it's 12, and the Benay Talosa, Talosa, the Kabul. Basically, three loaves make up a cup. So he had four or four and a third coven, a, a large amount of these things. Tatam of a kissing. And he didn't make a bracha afterwards. Didn't make a bracha afterwards, because that's our offer, Tatam of a kissing. You make a mazonis on it, and afterwards you don't make a bracha. Now, according to Rashi, what he did was, he made bury nefoshes. Rashi early on, and other from the base. The Rabbeinu Yonah, which we talked about, we're not going into it again, but the Rabbeinu Yonah even suggested that all those who apparently learn, he didn't make a bracha at all. Because Passover B'Kesim, which you make Mizonis on, you don't make a bracha afterwards at all. A major Chiddush, which we spoke about. Rashi says, Borei Nefoshis. The way we Paskin, and the Rosh says, Tosa says, is, the Borech means, he didn't make Borekas Hamotan. He would have made an Alamechi on it. Right, that's what you do with Passover B'Kesim. On your cake, as we know, you make Mazonis, and then you make an alamish. But he didn't make milk samos. So, Omale Rav Nachman, so Rav Nachman said to him, Adi Katno, which uh, I just want to make a slight correction from the way I translated it in the Shir, doesn't change Peshat, but Adi Katno, Adi means Rashi says means Elu, meaning Adi Katno, these, these, what you've eaten is the food of a hungry man. In other words, you may be very hungry, and therefore you've got a big appetite, you're not filled up by it. Basically, you're so hungry, therefore, you don't have to wash and make hamoti on it. He says, that's not the way it goes. He says, Anything which other people, for them it would be a proper suudah, they would be satisfied, they would be kaveh suudah on it. And even if for you, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's not a suudah, it's not fitting, it doesn't matter. You, it's, now it's got the din of a suudah, you wash, you make al-nasila sadaim, you make hamoti, and you make berkas Rav Yehuda have osik leli brei fei Rav Yehuda bar Chaviva. Rav Yehuda he was getting ready for the chuppah for the for the marriage of his son in the house of Rav Yehuda bar Chaviva. I saw the kamei who passed away by kissing. He brought him from him and passed away by kissing. She also when Rav Yehuda came along, Shaminu to come to Borichi Hamotzi heard them saying Hamotzi. Amalu he said to them, My tzitzi to call Shamanu. What's this noise? Tzitzi Hamotzi Hamotzi. What's this tzitzi tzitzi I'm hearing here? Could it be? Perhaps you're making you're making the bracha hamotzi. Omri they said to him, "In yes." The Tanya because we learned in a bride said, "Rabbi Muna, Omri Mishum Rabbi Yehuda, pass up all the kisim, but Baruch Hanolei hamotzi. You don't pass up all the kisim. You have to make hamotzi on it." But Omri Shmuel Shmuel says, "Halacha Rabbi Muna, the halacha is talking like Rabbi Muna." So Omri who is he said to them, "No, ain't halacha Rabbi Muna itzmar." What was said is, the halacha is not like Rabbi Muna. You got it wrong. You don't make hamotzi. So Omri they said to him, but we don't understand. For Maru, the Omar Mishmei de Shmuel, you, you're surely the one who says in the name of Shmuel, that Lachmonios, on these small chorals, which are apparently 
Rashi says one shot Tosis doesn't agree with exactly with what the case is, but the Kipsa is something which is uh, like Pasam or the Kisnin. You're the one who said in the name of Shmuel that on these sort of things, the Arvin one, you can make an Arab with them, and you become Oti on them. So he said to them, no, you got it all wrong. Shani awesome is different over there. The Kovatsudosi Alayu. Because he's fixing a sword on them. If he's making it for an Arab, that's for a meal. When do you make Kamoti? If you make a sword on it. Where you're not fixing it as a sword, you're just having it as a snack. No, you don't make a broth on it. And that's part of the way we pass it. The way we pass it is that on this part of all the kisnen, on this part of all the kisnen, you will not make a, um, you will not make a ha moti. You make a mazonis on it. You make an alamechi on it unless you're having it as a suudo. Now, what that means is like this. If I have my cake, so if I have one slice of cake, it's clearly a snack, no problem, I make a mazonis, I make an alamechi. If I have a certain amount of cake, which we'll discuss hopefully soon what that is, so, remember again the same idea, according to one shift in the Rishonim, that's already passed up all the Kisnin, even though maybe you could argue according to the other Rishonim, it's not, he said it could be the other Rishonim, then there's no argument here, they're just giving three different examples, they agree with each other, but even if they argue, Fine, we'll apply the rule of Sofi Dirabon on the Kula, and you make a Mazonis on it. So on your cake, you make Mazonis. But if you're already having a, an amount which constitutes Kavir Suodo, then you'll have to wash Nitila Sadaim, Hamotim, Bokasamotim. Now, what is Kavir Suodo? He said, what is that? So we've just seen in the Gemara, we saw that at the beginning of the Gemara with, uh, when uh, Rab Nachman told us Rav he said, because you're not filled up, that doesn't matter. If you're having an amount that other people, the average person would be filled with, you have to treat it as a soda. You make hamotzi on it. And that's the way we passed it. What happens if it's the other way around? Let's say it's an amount that I'm filled with, but other people would not be. The average person would not be. So the Rambam, we said, says, well, the Ross brings this machlekes, the Rambam arrives, the Rambam says, we still say botadato, we go after the majority of people. The rider says, no, we go after you in this case. If you're filled, you have to make Hamotzi. Says the, um, says the, um, says the Rosh, I think the Raman is correct, and that's the way we pass him. So in other words, it's like this. If you are not filled, but the average person would be filled, you make Hamotzi. If you are filled, and the average person would not be filled, then you don't make Hamotzi. For Kitsa, you go after the average person. That's it. Says the Biharalok, however, that What's the average person? The average person means somebody of your kind of person. So if you've got an elderly person who naturally will have a smaller appetite than the middle-aged person, he has to say, if I'm satisfied, would another elderly person be satisfied? The average elderly person. So this is the person who say with children. A child obviously will not have the same appetite as a, as a middle-aged aged person. So you go after the average child. What sort of amount would, would, uh, would fill an average uh, child? Then we spoke about, okay, so Lamai said, what is this amount that we're talking about? So, some are going to say it's very simple, straightforward, and that is, we have an amount, and that is based on Eruv, based on the Eruv Tuchumen, and that is, six to eight kazesim. Six to eight kazesim of cake, you'd have to make hamotzi. But others say, the Gon, Mogen Avram is inferred like this, 
said, no, it's not similar, because obviously by the Eruv you have other foods as well, and therefore Eikhidation is not a meal, it's only a meal if you have other things with it, and therefore it goes by, again, what people would have for a meal. That's it, full stop, what people would have for a meal. So the Mishnah says, the Ika, the Ika, it seems he passed me like the second Shitta, he says, but it's better to be careful not to get into the Shaila. Don't have, at least try not to have Eikhidation. Try not to have Eikhidation, uh, of your cake, so as not to get into the shy, in, to, to get into the shida. It's worth pointing out, therefore, perhaps the common shida would be if somebody has a croissant. For breakfast, he grabs a croissant, it's a nice breakfast, a nice filling breakfast, a nice big croissant. If that croissant has eight kazatim in it, you've got yourself into a real shida, especially, by the way, if, and it's definitely arguable that this may be the case, maybe a croissant is considered something which people would have for a meal. Is it a snack? Is it a meal type food? Again, it's not so clear because it, it probably it's a mixture of both, in which case you probably, Rabbi Shem Zalman says you go after the individual. But it's worth thinking about that as well because, because we'll speak about soon and we'll speak about very soon, Rabbi Shem, if it's something which Lamaita people have as a meal type thing, even though you'd call it possible the kids then, even on something, even, even on an amount less than Eikhazetim, it could be you have to make uh, a moti. So the kids are trying not to have Eikhazetim. It's the best way around it. Don't have Eikhazetim. If a person did have Eikhazetim, so you've got into a little bit of a grey area. So the place can say, look, if you're not actually filled up, then it's a Sophic Durabonon, and therefore you go to Kudo, you make an Alamechia. But if you're actually filled up, so now you've got a Sophic Durabonon, so you have to make Birks Tamota. Now, when measuring these Shirim, whatever Shirim we're talking about, let's say the eight Kazetim, or my meal, whatever it is, so is that just to be made up of the Pasav or the Kisim, or is it to be made up of other things as well? My, my meat and my chonans and my kugel and all these other things I have in the meal. So the Morgan Avram says, yes, of course, you include other things as well. Especially if we learn it from Eruv, with Eruv as well, you have a certain amount of, of bread and then other things as well with your meal. So he says, yes, you can include other things as well. Now, there are those who disagree with this, or Hashulchan disagrees with this, the Morgan Gibbonian disagrees with this, the Kapachayim says, the Menach is not like that. On the other hand, there's many who take on at this. You'll find in the Kitzel Shulchan Aruch and many, many others who take on like the like the Morgan Abram. And the Mishabura quotes it and seems to pass like that as well. So therefore if says the Morgan Abram, if you have your cake and I have let's say my I don't know, you have uh, I have six slices of cake and I feel full on that, I'm quite uh, quite full on that. Well, the average person on six slices of cake, he wouldn't be full on that. Ah, but if you have the cake together with other things as well, ah he would be full. So then we say, ah, since with the other things an average person would be full, and you're full on what you've eaten, the past of all the kids you, you've eaten, you'd have to make the bricks some then, or how much you'd start with on that sort of amount. Now, when talking about, so we've said that things may well, at least according to the Morgan Abram, things, other things can count towards the Shia. Does that mean anything can count? So Ramosha Feinstein seems to understand, yes, anything can count. And therefore, Ramosha Feinstein says, if you go to a Kedosh on Shabbos, and you have, let's say, uh, you have a little bit of cake, and you have the crisp, and you have the bisley, and you have the herring, and you have everything else, and with that, you've had your Eikhazetim, or you've had a nice big sword out of that, he says, it's very, very wrong, these people who do this. They should be washing. It's a problem. However, however, if you look carefully at the Rosh and the Morgan Abra, and so is, as we said, Rabbon of Quotes from the Maita Nissen, it's clear. The Maita Nissen is black and white. It's only things which are malapis. Things which actually accompany it. So therefore, my crisps don't accompany my cake. I don't eat crisps with cake. Therefore, the crisps are not mitzahed to the cake. 
But if, let's say, I have, um, I have, uh, what do you call them, those ayah uh, kichel. So, well, that's part of all the kisnes. It's nice, uh, thin, it's, it's uh, crunchy, and it's, um, let's say, it's sweet. I don't know if it is sweet, but uh, let's say it's ayah kichel, I suppose it must be sweet, it's got egg in there. So, um, Although, if, if the only thing it's got is egg, it's puff is, uh, is a shyla that happens. So we won't go into that again. I think we mentioned it already. It's, it's on the sheet if anyone wants to look at that. But um, anyway, I'm not sure if it's the only thing it is. is it does have his egg. But um, anyway, Bikitza. Um, and you, you have on your egg, on, on your eye kichel, you have your, your herring as well. And I have a, oh, I don't know, I have a many eye kichels. Well, the eye kichels maybe make it up to, um, I don't know, six kazatins. That had two kazatim of the herring with it. Ooh, that's my eight kazatim. That is where you get into, may, you may already be getting into a shayla now. Because that is malapis. And that's the way Roshim is down and passing as well. He says it's not a problem if you have a couple of pieces of cake and everything else. That's not going to be a problem because they're not malapis, the, the bread. Now, there's another point to mention by, by the Kiddush as well. And that is that the Shulchan al-Kharaf says that before you start adding in other foods as well, you actually have to make sure you're having your eight kazatim of bread to start with. In other words, you have to have your eight kazatim of bread plus the other things to make it up to a shear of suuzah. If you're not having eight kazatim of the pasta of then of your eye chichel, then forget your herring. It's got nothing to do with it. Now, again, obviously your emotion didn't agree with this. But the kitzah, we've got quite a solid argument, I would say, to say that at a kiddush, you don't have to be overly concerned. Because again, Number one, number one, um, not everyone agrees with the Morgan Abraham anyway that you, that you include other things in the Shia anyway. Some say you just look at the past of all the kids then. That's point number one. Point number two is, point number two is that the, um, that even if you want to say we go like the Morgan Abraham, okay, but maybe we only include things which are actually malapis which are actually eaten together with the Passover Kisnen. And point number three is, that even if we do include those, or we include other things, but it's got to be, that I have, according to the Shulchan Aruch Haraf, not everyone agrees with this, but, it's got to be that I have, um, enough of the Passover Kisnen, in other words, eight Kisnen and the Passover Kisnen, without the other things. And then you can decide to other things. So, the Kitzur, if you have, Ikhazatim of the Passover of the Kisnen, and your Mitzarif with that, you have, let's say, Ikhazatim of your Ayakichel, and on the Ayakichel you have all your spreads, you have your egg, and you have your uh, herring, and all these sort of things, and with that you have a nice proper meal, then you've got a serious shayla. There, you, you should be washing. But if you're not doing that, um, Anyway, if you're having eight kazatim, you're already into the grey area, which is somewhat not a good idea. But, um, but it's not a definite thing that you have to wash, let's put it that way. Until you've had the eight kazatim of the, of the, of the actual pastor of the kiss, then there is what to talk about. Especially if the things which are being malapis, are, sorry, the things which are, you're eating as well, are not actually malapis to pastor of the kiss. Now, one shine that I didn't we mention in the show on Friday, and that is, what happens if, we, we saw it inside, that was the Rosh, what happens if one starts, he starts the meal, thinking he'll just have a couple of pieces of, uh, of cake, and then he ends up having more, and more, and more, and he realises, if he has another piece of cake, which is what he wants to do, he's now going to be having the, 
the equivalent of eight kadesim or or uh, or he's having an amount which is going to really fill him up. So what does he do now? So the rosh in that case, you better make once. I mean, you're obviously uh, the rosh is really talking about once you've already done it. So in other words, I realize really thing. I think, well, do you know how much cake I just had? Oh, he's there. I mean, I'm going to start with thinking I was only going to have a few pieces of cake. Look what I've done. So you have to make break some of them. Now, if I realize I'm heading towards that, I'm about to have my eighth piece of cake. This is my eighth kazayas. So, uh, at this stage, says the Mishapura, look, if you're only going to have one more piece of cake, we can't tell you to have uh, to make a, a hamotzi, to wash and make hamotzi. If you can have another eight, ten pieces of cake, then, which in itself is a shiur to then yes, you should be washing now, make hamotzi, and then you make break some and afterwards. Um, but if, let's say, I'm only going to be having one more piece of cake, and I realize at this stage, well, if I make, have this one more piece, I'm going to have to make Birkus Hamilton. So, it says the Mishaburah, you'll have to make another Mazonis now, because when you made the Mazonis to start with, why didn't you make Hamotzi? Obviously, because you were only planning to have a maximum of seven pieces. Because if you knew we were going to have eight pieces, you should have been washing. I'm just saying, theoretically, eight pieces is, uh, is the amount. So, therefore, on this eighth piece, you never intended to have it, but as if you had specific doubts not to have it, and therefore you would probably need a, a specific Mazonis. And then we basically finished off the shit speaking about various shilas like Didi's and all those Mazonis bread. Um, and this really touched on a very, very fundamental idea in, in Pasha Bobakisnin, and that is that many posts can say that the whole idea of Pasha Bobakisnin is the reason why we don't make Hamoti is only because people generally do not have it as a, a sort of type of food. But if it's something which, it can be a very sweet dough, but if at the end of the day it's made to replace bread, then that that is a meal-type food. So therefore, it would be amoti. Now, again, not everyone agrees with this, but many, many post-gim do hold like that. And therefore, as far as they're concerned, Mazonis bread is not Mazonis. It's uh, quite ironic, because it's not Mazonis. It's really Mazonis bread, but the broth is hamoti. So therefore, when it comes to Didi's and these sort of sandwiches, we spoke about those. Um, and we said that if you follow that about the shit that we, did, we just mentioned, then... Even if you have one DD sandwich, you should be making amotzi. If you want to follow those who say, well, look, at the end of the day, the the day it's a sweet dough. It doesn't matter the fact that it's uh, clearly made as a meal type food. It doesn't matter. It's a sweet dough. So then you have to start working with everything we've talked about till now, which is what amount is going to constitute a kavir su'udah. And the thing to bear in mind is how much bread are you having? If you're having one packet, you've probably got about four kazisim bread, we reckon. With the filling... I don't know how much the filling is, probably another two, three, four kazetim. I don't know, you'd have to think about that. The fillings are malafi sapas, they do accompany the bread, and therefore, according to the Morgan Avram, if you go down that line of thinking, you've definitely got things which are mitzvahis. But again, you don't have eight kazetim of bread, so you've definitely got what to rely upon if you say that you're not going to wash on that. But if you have two packets of uh, DDs, which we reckon the average person is definitely uh, satisfied with, it's got eight kadesim of bread probably there anyway. It's got all the fillings as well. There's very little, if any, justification. I, mean, I can't personally see any justification to say that one does not have to wash and tears of iron, hamotzi, and break some of that. And the whole idea, I believe, of Didi's being mazonis, as far as, as I mentioned, I believe I did re- read this from a Kadassia, uh one of the Baramakshim, I don't know exactly who wrote this. He said it was really the only... As far as they're concerned, they only advise people to make mazonis if it's a mock and so Like a chaylas, if it's absolutely necessary. But even then, it's probably you should only be having one, one packet, maximum one and a half. Um, then we spoke about barakas was another thing we, we spoke about, because again, the same sort of thing. 
Um, Barekas has a filling, but only according to the Taz. If it's not a sweet filling, the Taz is anyone who says that filling counts for anything. Uh, number two is Barekas, depending on what type of Barekas, whether they're the big ones, the small ones, whether they're homemade or not. Very often Barekas can be a meal, they're really made for meals, they're made for dinner, they're made for supper. Um, so that's another shider with Barekas. So the bottom line we said was that with Barekas, um, even if they are a sweet, a sweet uh, dough, you'd be well advised to have it inside a bread meal. Maybe not to actually wash on them, because it's not so posh that, it, uh, that you should make hummocks on it, but you'd be well advised, unless you're having the ones which are clearly made for a snack, and you're not having too many of them, you'd be well advised to have them inside a bread meal. We spoke about pizza. We said that pizza, at least in this country, there's uh, probably uh, more than a strong argument to say that on pizza you have to wash. Um, that is especially if the pizza dough is not a sweet dough, um, or at least not sweet enough to, to qualify for the Ramal's definition of sweet, because it's a meal-type food, number one, so that's number one. Number two, if it doesn't have a sweet dough, so what it, how exactly are you planning to make it into pasta or because of the cheese? Remember, the, the, um, the Mr. Burra says cheese doesn't help you, it's got to be a sweet filling, which, by the way, when we talk about sweet when we talk about fillings, by the way, other than I did, I believe, my Rosh Hashiva of Sivar Shalevsky, he holds possible because he's literally a kiss. I may have mentioned this. It's going to be literally like a pocket, but I don't believe most folks can take on like that. Even like a layer is, is, uh, is good enough. You can think about it with cheesecakes, by the way. There's a shida, which um, perhaps on the, in the actual Shabbat shed, depending on time, but I think here we're running out of time, maybe we will touch on the brothel for cheesecakes, uh, or maybe I'll mention it at the beginning of the Sunday shed, but you need if, if, uh, if, if I remember. Because cheesecakes as well, you've got a bit, but it's a very, very big layer of cheese there. And it may make an argument of how uh, thick the layer of the, of the, um, of the, uh, what's it called, the, the, um, the biscuit is, is underneath, that biscuit dough, that may, that may make an argument of it. That's we maybe we'll touch that either Shabbos or, or Sunday. Uh, at least for the people who are listening, listening to it, maybe I'll, I'll leave it for Sunday so that everyone can uh, benefit from it. Shavuot is, is on the horizon. Um, but something to think about, think about it before we speak about it on Sunday, and that is, well, you may only heard, hear this after that, and that is to think about, um, what sort of bracha would, would you, um, not necessarily the bracha yet, but would you say that's got a shayla possible the kisna? It's got, it's got the cheese there. What would the tars say? But the kids are coming back to our pizza, at least. Um, other than the tars, you've really got nothing, and even the tars, remember it's a meal-type food, so the kids are, in such, with such pizza, it's very difficult to say you, you can get away without washing on that. If it's a sweet dough, it's a very, very sweet dough, then yes, there is room to be makele. Uh, I don't know how advisable, because it is a meal-type food, but even then, you've got to be careful not to have too much of it. In Ramosha Paskins, uh, in I think it's written there, that uh, two slices is already uh, a meal. I think if you think about it, that makes sense. Especially if, if, if you are filled up with two slices, um, I think the average person would be filled up with two slices plus the chips and whatever else. But as I said, I can only tell you personally, I don't, I don't think, uh, I, I, I personally would not even have one slice of pizza outside a bread meal. Uh, because it's, it's really, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a meal-type food, and it's not much better than what we've been speaking about with the DDs and the Mazonis bread. It's not much better than that. And finally, one last shayla which we didn't speak about in the shayla, that is matzahs. So matzahs fits with the with the third opinion. It's uh, crumbly, it's uh, it's dry, and therefore it's pasul or bekisne. So therefore, you'd expect you should make mazonis on it. And that's exactly what the spadim do. Other than for pesach, because on pesach, it, because the fact that there's a mitzvah that gives it a certain chashivus, they make hamotzi. Other than that, the rest of the year they make mazonis on it. Now, for the bnei ashkenaz, we say no because matzahs. It may be fit the criteria, but it's clearly a meal-type food. We have it in place of bread. 
But still, it's important to mention, and this I heard the shame, the, um, the, uh, the late, previous Kate Tedrobra, um, the Bissal of the and I've seen in other form as well, that on the Matzah crackers, uh, so the smaller ones, those are clearly made as a snack. They're not made for a meal. And on those, he says you'd make mazonas. Again, if you have enough of them, you'd have to have quite a lot of them to get your kazetim, because matzah, you have to quite, quite a bit before you get to your a, a number of kazetim. But uh, if you have a few of those, you'd make mazonas on it. That is more or less, that, uh, that is more or less the, the subject of Passover the Kisnin. Um, so, we've covered the didis, we've covered the barekas, we've covered the pizza and the matzahs. There are other shiders, obviously, uh, you know, next, ne- next time you go on a plane and they serve you the meal with that mazonas bread, something to think about. If you're going to have it, mamash as the meal there, it's something to think about. Is that so posh that you can make mazonas on it? I won't tell you what, what, uh, what, what I think on that, but uh, I'm not the first one. That, as I said, there was a cold curry on this. It's not so posh to make mazonas on it. I have heard, and somebody actually mentioned this to me after the share, I think on Friday, the idea of leaving it to, to after the su'uda. I have heard of a certain, certain Rolf who Tucker does that. He leaves it for Dafka till after the Su'udah. So, in other words, and then, I suppose he treats those afters. Again, I'm not, don't know how, how much that helps because at the end of the day, they didn't make it for your afters. They made it when they give you that, that roll, that Chala roll, whatever it is, the Mazonis roll, it's made as a Mazonis roll in place of bread. So the fact that you have it for afters, it doesn't change what it's made for. It's made as a meal-type food. So, unless you're going to say, we're not going with that shitter. If you're not going with that shitter, there's, there's a better way, I suppose, of getting out of it, and that is to have your meal, then make your your bracha uh, your, uh, on it, and then maybe to have that, that uh, the mazonish roll on its own, not as part of the meal, because then you'll be having a very small amount of it, and if you rely on the fact that it's not made if you rely on the fact that you don't go after, you don't follow the fact that it's made as a meal type food, have it separately afterwards. They speak about this whether that, that may be a possible way. So again, I'll leave you leave you to think about it. Ask your own role. Have a very good vlog.